Hello everyone, welcome to JTalk Extra Time. John Steele here as usual. This is a special uh, mini-pod rounding up most of the Emperor's Cup action from uh, Wednesday night, July the 12th, uh, last midweek. There were 16 games played in all. I'm going to run you through the 12 ties that had a J2 uh, element to them. So, without further ado, from Emperor's Cup Round 3, let's talk about Machida Zelvia. A superb win for them. The side from the top of J2 hammering the side from the top of J1 as they beat Yokohama Marinos 4-1 at Nozuta. There was a great start for Machida in the fifth minute of this game. They stole possession from Marinos thanks to a crunching tackle from Shuto Inaba. That sent Mitch Duke clean through for a simple finish past Powell Obina Obi in the Marinos goal. On the stroke of half-time, it was 2-0 to Machida. Obi made a hash of collecting a cross from the left, and when he spilled the ball and Marinos couldn't clear their lines, youngster Sho Fusea cleverly chipped the ball into the empty net from about 25 yards. Really, really composed finish from him. The win was sealed in the 67th minute, Yu Hirakawa flicking in Shota Fujio's low cross at the near post to make it 3-0. Hirakawa then added a fourth match at a goal with an almost identical finish, this time finishing off a cross from Yuki Nakashima. The Marinos did pull a solitary goal back with six minutes to go, Ryo Miichi getting the faintest of touches to a right-wing cross from Kenta Inoue, but uh, it was just a consolation. It finished Machida 4, Yokohama Marinos 1. Machida will take on the winners of the Toyama v Niigata tie in the next round. That match was actually abandoned on Wednesday night due to very heavy rain at the end of the first half of extra time with Niigata 3-2 ahead. The remaining minutes of that game, the second half of extra time, is going to be played next Wednesday, July the 19th. So Machida don't have to wait long to find out who they'll be facing in round four. Elsewhere, the Emperor's Cup holders, Kofu, are into round four after a dramatic penalty shootout win over Kashima Antlers. The final score on penalties was Kofu 11, Kashima 10 after the game had finished 1-1 after extra time. Kofu took the lead in this match six minutes into the second half at JIT Recycling Stadium. Riku Nozawa firing in from around the penalty spot after a free kick from the Kofu right had dropped kindly for him. But Kashima made it 1-1 just after the hour, Yuki Kakita expertly heading in a right-wing cross. Right at the end of the 90 minutes, Kofu had a great chance to win it, but Peter Utaka saw his shot saved by Yuya Oki in the Kashima goal. And then into the extra time period, Oki had to make another smart double save to stop Kofu retaking the lead, first from Motoki Hasegawa from outside the penalty area, and then from close range from Getulio's follow-up chance. In the penalty shootout, Yuta Higuchi was the unfortunate player who missed Kashima's 13th spot kick. Then Getulio scored his, and that sent Kofu through to the next round, where they will face a, a tough match against Vissel Kobe. So uh, fantastic wins for Machida and uh, Kofu. There are two more sides from J2 who've made it through to the last 16 of the Emperor's Cup, including Kumamoto, who picked up a stunning win away at their Kyushu rivals Sagan Tosu on Wednesday night. The final score was Tosu 3, Kumamoto 4 after extra time. Kumamoto won this game the hard way after being 2-0 behind at half-time. Tosu were in front in the 11th minute when Akito Fukuta put in a shot from Naoyuki Fujita's corner. 
Fukuta's shot was parried by goalkeeper Ryuga Tashiro, but the rebound came straight back to him and he dispatched it with no problems. It was 2-0 to Tosu in the 38th minute when a right-wing cross wasn't dealt with effectively by the Kumamoto defence. After the ball bobbled around for a while, it was fired into the back of the net by Jun Nishikawa, so Tosu 2-0 up at the break. But the Kumamoto fight back was started by Rimu Matsuoka in the 52nd minute. After racing onto a long ball over the top of the Tosu defence, he traded passes with a teammate and then fired brilliantly past Parkil Gyu in the Tosu goal. Matsuoka then levelled things up with a weird second goal just five minutes later. He put in a cross from the left that seemed to deceive Park and end up in the back of the net. So at 2 2 at this stage, it looked as though Tosu had got out of jail. When they took the lead again in the 62nd minute though, Ayumu Yokoyama cut inside from the left and curled a beautiful 20-yard effort past uh, Tashiro and into the top corner. So 3-2 to Tosu, headed into the closing stages. But the J2 visitors forced extra time with a 90th minute goal to make it 3-3. Rookie forward Yutaka Michiraki with a great header from a left-wing cross. At the start of extra time, Kumamoto were at full stretch to prevent Tosu scoring a fourth goal. With a combination of a great block from a defender and a fine save from Tashiro, they survived. And then they went down to the other end of the pitch and won it with another goal from Michiwaki. He superbly held off his defender and then swiveled to fire into the top corner from about 12 yards. Yes, Yutaka Michiwaki, this guy looks like he's going to be a star in the very near future. So the final score after extra time was Tosu 3, Kumamoto 4. Kumamoto will face FC Tokyo at their Egao Kenko Stadium in Kumamoto in round four. And there was also glory for Tochigi. They picked up a superb win against their J1 opponents Hiroshima. It finished Tochigi 2, Hiroshima 0 at Kanseki Stadium. No goals in the first half, but Tochigi went in front with a penalty nine minutes into the second period. Hiroshima's last defender dithered in possession inside the penalty area, lost the ball to a Tochigi attacker who was closing him down, and then had to haul him down for an obvious spot kick, which was scored by Koki Oshima. The game stayed in the balance for a long time after that, but Tochigi finished Hiroshima off with a breakaway goal in second half stoppage time, with Yuki Nishia being sent clean through. He rounded the goalkeeper and rolled the ball into the empty net, and it finished Tochigi 2, Hiroshima 0. Tochigi will face Fukuoka at home in the next round. J2, extra time. For the other eight J2 sides that faced a J1 opponent in round three of the Empress Cup, there was disappointment uh, as they all went out, but there were varying degrees of resistance offered up by the J2 sides. First of all, uh, in the big Tokyo derby at Ajinomoto Stadium, it finished Tokyo Verdi 1, FC Tokyo 1 after extra time, uh, only for FC Tokyo to triumph 9-8 on penalties. There was almost a perfect start for the J2 side in this game, with Yuto Tsunashima heading against the base of the post from an Arhan long throw, but it was FC Tokyo who went ahead in the 20th minute, Koki Tsukagawa putting in a shot from about 25 yards that seemed to bounce just in front of the Verdi goalkeeper Mateus and end up in the back of the net. FC Tokyo nearly grabbed a crucial second goal in the second half when Diego Oliveira curled a shot from the edge of the box against the Verdi crossbar. But then in the 70th minute, Verdi drew level thanks to a debut goal from youngster Ryosuke Shirai, the young forward thumping in a header from a corner that took the game into extra time. 
The match eventually went to penalties, and Verdi's Kaito Chida saw his spot kick saved by Jakub Slovic, and that handed FC Tokyo a place in the fourth round. But a, a valiant effort from the, the green half of Tokyo. It was Tokyo Verdi 1, FC Tokyo 1 at the end, and 9-8 to FC Tokyo on penalties. The Galta Sendai also went out of the Empress Cup in a penalty shootout. Their match against Nagoya finished 1-1 after extra time, only for the J1 side to triumph 5-4 in the shootout. After a goalless 90 minutes, Nagoya took the lead in the ninth minute of extra time. A long ball out from the back enabled Kasper Junker to get one-on-one with the last defender. He skipped past his opponent and then rolled the ball to Matthias Castro for a tap-in. But Sendai hit back and equalised just before half-time in extra time. Nagoya goalie Mitch Langerak flapped at a right-wing cross, an uncharacteristic mistake from him, and that allowed Ryonosuke Sugawara to bundle the ball over the line for 1-1. Into the shootout then, and Langerak redeemed himself by saving Sendai's crucial fifth penalty, which was taken by Koji Hachisuka. So uh, Nagoya won, Sendai won after extra time, and 5-4 to Nagoya on penalties was the result. Um, This was the last match in charge of Sendai for their manager, Akira Ito. Uh, He was fired the following day, and uh, Sendai have moved quickly to announce a new manager. It's Takafumi Hori, the former Urawa and uh, Tokyo Verde boss, who will be in charge uh, from the next J2 round. Jubilo Iwata didn't quite come as close as uh, Tokyo Verde or Sendai to making it to the next round. They were beaten 5-2 by Vissel Kobe on Wednesday night at Yamaha Stadium. No contest in the first half of this game as Kobe cruised into a 4-0 lead. First of all, slack defending from a corner allowed the J1 side to go in front in the 13th minute. A low shot into the bottom corner from about 6 yards from Mitsuki Saito. And it was 2-0 to Kobe in the 24th minute. Shuhei Kawasaki breaking into the penalty area and firing past the goalkeeper Yuji Kajikawa with no problems. On the half hour it was 3-0. Koya Yuriki slamming in a right wing cross from a Jean Patrick at the far post. Nine minutes after that it was 4-0 and game over really as a contest. Daiju Sasaki with a lovely shot in off the post from the edge of the penalty area. Iwata, though, pulled a goal back in the 62nd minute. A nice attack ending with Kyota Funahashi sweeping low past Kobe keeper Daya Mayakawa from 12 yards. But it was 5-1 shortly after that, with a header causing chaos from a corner and the ball eventually being bundled over the line by Kawasaki. A nice solo goal from Yosuke Furukawa restored some pride for Iwata before full-time. He dribbled his way into Kobe's penalty area with some nice close control and then put the ball into the bottom corner for a final score of Kobe 5, Iwata 2. At Yodoko Sakura Stadium, it finished Seretsu Osaka 3, Omiya Ardija 1. Omiya gave a good account of themselves here. Uh, This game was goalless until the 59th minute, although Satoki Uejo had hit the crossbar for Seretsu in the first half. And it was Uejo who gave the home side the lead, sweeping in a low cross from the left. Just six minutes later, it was 2-0, with Uejo scoring again, this time stabbing in a low cross from the Seretso right from about six yards. And eight minutes from full time, Seretso killed the game off with a third goal, Reo Serra heading in from a corner. Omiya restored some pride before the end though, with the impressive Masaya Shibayama finishing off a well-worked move with a powerful shot from inside the penalty area. The final score was Seretsu Osaka 3, Omiya 1.
at Kei's Denki Stadium, it finished Mito 1, Kawasaki 2. Mito came close to taking this game to extra time, but Kawasaki eventually emerged victorious. The J1 side went ahead midway through the first half, Tatsuki Seko slamming in a low right-wing cross from Taisei Miyashiro at the edge of the penalty area. Ten minutes from full time, it was 2-0. Miyashiro put in a shot from about 25 yards that took a deflection off Nao Yamada and ended up in the back of the net. Almost straight away though, Mito pulled a goal back. Shimon Teranuma was sent racing clean through, and despite a heavy touch from him, he was able to slide the ball past Naoto Kami Fukumoto and make it 2-1. Right at the end, Kawasaki defender Kota Takai made a superb goal line block when goalkeeper Kami Fukumoto was beaten. That was Mito's last chance, and it finished Mito 1, Kawasaki 2. At Endesoft Stadium in Tohoku, Montedio Yamagata pushed Urawa all the way, but were eventually beaten by a goal from Atsuki Ito in the 64th minute. Ito made his way past pod favourite Keisuke Nishimura a little bit too easily inside the Yamagata box, and then swept a low shot into the bottom corner for the goal that proved to be the winner. It was nearly 2-0 when Ayomu Ohata found himself in space on the penalty spot, but his initial effort was blocked by a defender, and his follow-up was well saved by Cole Hasegawa in the Yamagata goal. The final score was Yamagata 0, Urawa 1. At Pokari Sweat Stadium, the final score was Tokushima 0, Kashiwa 2. Uh, a goal in each half from Hidetaka Mae saw off the J2 side in this one. On the stroke of half-time, Mae powerfully headed in a corner, and then five minutes into the second half, he was picked out with a nice ball on the penalty spot and calmly finished past the goalkeeper. A comfortable win for Kashiwa. In the end, it was Tokushima nil, Kashiwa 2 at full time. Fajiano Okayama were beaten by the same score by their J1 opponents, Shonan Belmare, but Okayama made Shonan work for their win at City Light Stadium. There were no goals until 17 minutes from the end here when the J1 side took the lead. A lofted cross to the back post was volleyed back across goal for Akito Suzuki to tuck into the back of the net. And then two minutes from full time, Shonan finished off their J2 opponents when a low right wing cross was fired into the roof of the net at close range by Hisatsugu Ishii. So the final score at City Light Stadium was Okayama 0, Shonan 2. Alright, I think that's all of the Midweek Emperor's Cup action from a J2 perspective rounded up. Just before we finish the pod for this week, uh, here's a quick look ahead to the J2 action coming up at the weekend. Round 26 of the season takes place on Saturday and Sunday, July 15th and July 16th. Just two games on the Saturday as most teams recover from Midweek Emperor's Cup exertions. At 6pm, it's Tokyo Verdi at home to Tokushima Vortis, that's second placed, hosting 17th. And then there's a big game at the bottom of the table at 7pm, Yamaguchi against Iwaki, two informed sides, it's 16th against 19th in that one. The rest of the weekend action is on Sunday, July the 16th, with a good spread of games at 6pm and 7pm. In the 6 o'clock games, leaders Machida go away to Akita, that's 14th place hosting 1st. It's Mito against Yamagata, so 18th place hosting 12th. 4th place Kofu can continue their recent good form if they can win at home to Gunma, that's 4th hosting 8th. 
And there's another marquee J2 game at Kokoritsu Kyogijo, the National Stadium. Shimizu host uh, Jeff Chibas. So that's 6th place against 15th at uh, Kokoritsu Kyogijo. Expect a big crowd and some fireworks for that one. Also at 6pm on Sunday, it's Okayama against Nagasaki, 10th place hosting 7th. In the games at 7pm, there's really only one place to look, and it's big boy football at NAC5. Again, Omiya against Tochigi, 22nd hosting 20th. You feel if Omiya don't win this game, well, they're in real danger of, uh, of slipping into J3 for next season. So Omiya against Tochigi, 22nd against 20th, looks like the big game at 7pm. There's also a big game for the second bottom side, Kanazawa. They host 13th place Sendai, who will have Takafumi Hori in charge for the first time. Other games at 7pm are Iwata against Fujieda in a Shizuoka derby. That's 3rd place against 9th. And there's another Kyushu derby, Kumamoto against Oita. So the 5th place side, Oita, visiting 11th place Kumamoto. That's the last game on the round 26 slate. Okay, that's all for the Emperor's Cup uh, from a J2 perspective for this pod, I think. James and I are going to be back next week, hopefully, to round up all of the weekend J2 action. And of course, Mike, uh, the Magic Innis, will be with us uh, for J Talk Short Corner and all of the J3 uh, results as well. So uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, have a good weekend, and we'll speak to you soon. Bye for now. Bye.